This gin is really smooth. Yeah. We can get you another one mm -hmm. if you like. You're safe here. To new beginnings. To, to new, new beginnings. beginnings. There you go. It's gonna be a fun night. There you go. Take this too. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. You look great, by the way. Uh, just, just out here on the road. We're heading to Texas right now, spreading the word that every single bird is a government surveillance drone. And okay. uh, up oh, in disguise. We're, What's all this on top here? We, we deal with bird feces on top of the van all the time, oh. which is, I mean, part of the... <laughs> it's honestly kind of a problem. I think that the government has kind of people on a list, targeted individuals that they want to harass, oh, they want to have... I know I'm targeted. I don't care. I mean, I'll be driving on, on the highway... And I'll think it's uh, cloudy outside or there's some shade, but I'll look up and there's just a pack of like a hundred uh, pigeons or, you know, ravens above me flying along with the van like a cloud. There's been a robbery! All new Sunday, October 24th. A rookie detective and a grinchy veteran are on the trail of a sneaky Santa. It's the same Santa from all three crime scenes. Tamara Mori Housley, Paul Campbell, and Joe Pantoliano. Got my eyes on you too. <sighs> Star in the jolliest Christmas caper of the season, The Santa Stakeout. All new Sunday, October 24th at 8. Part of Countdown to Christmas, only on Hallmark. Yeah, the mark, the mark of the beast, if you actually look into the translation, the mark of the beast actually translates roughly to bird drone surveillance. If you look, I'm serious, if you, okay. if you look into it, yeah. What's your name, cadet? Thompson, sir. You live around here? No, sir. What's your telephone number, Thompson? Come on, eyes front telephone number. 5552467, sir. Okay. Let's see the thighs. Come on, come on. I haven't got all day the thighs. What in the hell are you doing? Meeting women, sir. You know, a lot of people are just living in this world. They're not asking questions. They're not oh. saying, why is the world the way it is? They're just living blindly, listening to Twitter and the media. You oh, know. I don't. Yeah, I, me I'm, neither. I'm permanently banned. I got banned during uh, the Obama years. Really? What happened? They like me calling a worthless piece of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes, I mean, that, that makes sense. That's a horrendous, horrible thing to say. And good morning to you, Friar Rod. Good morning, Rabbi Dave. It is a ground soft morning here, or is about to be. Does that mean it's raining there? It's starting to, yeah. There's, we're getting the atmospheric river finally coming through our way. Well, being up here in the great state of Washington, where it's been raining for, I think, it's about 380 days straight now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty used to that. It's not that many, but you get the idea. Good morning, everybody. And Good welcome morning. to the final What the Frock of 2021. We've reached the end of 2021. Can you believe it? We survived it. COVID-free. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm smart enough to read a calendar. I know that there's a couple weeks left after this, but um, school gets out on Friday for holiday break, which means that by this time a week from now, mm -hmm. instead of having a cat outside my door whining, I will have uh, preteens running up and down the hallway and running up and down the stairs and screaming and yelling and <laughs> enjoying themselves. Plus, it's the holidays and... Everybody's going to be running around and excited about things. And you know how it is. Yeah. Which doesn't happen at your house anymore, I think. 
No, once the teens get to a certain age, they just want to ignore you. <laughs> so. Ben the other day says to me, I, I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him about school. He's, you know, he's excited about some things at school, but he was upset about something. And I was trying to get him to tell me what he was upset about. And so my 11-year-old looks at me and says, I just want to be alone right now. I went to his room and closed the door. I'm like, there you go. It starts. That hurt. That hurt bad. <laughs> and I don't know. I, is he just trolling me or is he? does he really mean it? I don't know. Yeah. Just wait until they get old enough to say, I hate you or I hate this family. We, we had several say that to us. It's like, sorry, you're stuck with us. Yeah. You can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family. Nope. There you go. Speaking of trolls, I, I, I spent way, way, way too much time this week <clears throat> on my favorite, what I'm convinced is a troll. Mm-hmm. Christians against dinosaurs. Yeah. There, there, there came a moment this week. I, I keep looking up there. Sorry. I got to move you over here where you belong. <laughs> um, I kept... There were several things this week that happened dinosaur-wise. Yeah. Um, late last week, my my favorite paleontologist gave his annual field report, and so I was, I was in dinosaur mode most of the week. But I keep finding my way, way back to this Christians Against Dinosaur thing, which if you haven't seen, all I can do is encourage you to go see it. Because I, I to this day, I've been looking at it for, what, three, four, five years now? Yeah. And I still don't know if it's a troll or if it's legit. I don't I don't know if these people are legitimately against dinosaurs, which I don't know how you could be, but or if they're just trolling people. They have to be it has to be a troll. I've convinced myself it has to be a gigantic troll. Well, and honestly, if it is, it is a masterpiece, it right? Is, because you don't know. <laughs> it is perfectly executed. It's to the point where a cynic such as myself really can't I can tell you I mean I can look at you in the eye and go yeah it's a troll but deep down I don't know it it very I've met people like these people who actually believe insane things Mm -hmm. but at the same time I also know that I believe that everybody who's who's claims to be a flat earther yeah is completely phony they're they're lying except for that one guy who launched himself into the atmosphere with a steam-powered rocket. You mean he launched himself into the Earth with a steam-powered rocket? Well, I mean, ultimately, yeah, because gravity's a bitch. Yes. <laughs> Gravity, thou art a cruel master. So I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I struggle with that one because, again, I know people who believe that the Earth is 6,000 years old mm-hmm. and that, you know, God created dinosaur bones and buried them in the ground. I yeah. I can't explain why they believe that. I can't and, and I asked them why would he do that? What what's the benefit of that? Yeah. Well, so he, so he's lying to everyone? <clears throat> right. To touch I had a guy tell me one time, I'm not making this up, a pastor tell me that the stars are not really millions of light years away. They were mm-hmm. created Okay. In situ, that's his phrase. It's a Latin word that means as as they appear. Um, in situ, by God. And they just look like they're millions of light years away because 
our measurement systems are not God's measurement systems. Okay. And I looked at him and I said, okay, so why would God allow us to invent mathematics, physics, science, mm-hmm. and then lie to us? What's, what's, what's the end game yeah. of God here? Oh, it's just a test of your faith, Dave. So you know what? So, I, I can't take a guy. I can't believe in a God yeah. that lies. I just no. can't do that. Now, in all honesty, for those of you that are listening to us that are, you know, religious and, and believe in God, I'm of the opinion that that God could very well do that. He has the power. He could in, instantaneously create all that stuff. But again, like you pointed out, Dave, it would be a big lie if he did that. Right. Oh, but you just don't have faith. You just don't have the faith of a mustard seed. You can't move a mountain with your faith. Well, when's the last time you moved a mountain with yours? Yeah. Never. I don't know, man. It, it Anyway, it's like the perfect troll. It really is. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to wax philosophical about my, my religious beliefs, but this troll has me. It has to be a troll, right? Christians yeah. against dinosaurs. It has to be. <laughs> because if it's I think not, I looked at it once, but yeah, I, I'm, these I'm people kind of, are are lunatics. Okay? Yeah, and they vote, and they probably vote Republican. Just saying, maybe. Where's it based me, out of? Which brings me to the next item. Some months ago, and I believe I sent this to you guys months yeah. ago when I first saw it. Birds aren't real. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated by this because this had all the hallmarks of insane people doing insane things. So the idea here was, and maybe you've seen this, billboards, bumper stickers, Mm -hmm. but mostly telephone poles. They would staple the things to this telephone pole. Birds aren't real, www.birdsaren'treal.com or gov or org or whatever it is. And you would go to the site, because I did, because I have way too much free time, Mm -hmm. and... It would explain to you that birds don't really exist. They are, what What are they, some kind of government drone that spies mm-hmm. on you? Yeah. And the reason they sit on the power lines is because that's how they recharge. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I were really drunk, this would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I've never actually, I don't know that I've ever actually touched a bird, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've picked up a dead one, but I didn't, like, dissect it. See, and if you had, what would you have thought if you had dissected this thing open and it was Android? Well. Or iPhone. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I wasn't going to do that because it was the avian, not the avian bird flu. What was, what's West the Nile. one that goes around? West, West Nile. Nile was going around, yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I used to have scrub jays in my yard in Manteca. Love those scrub jays. They're, scrub jays are great because they're loud and obnoxious, and they don't take mm-hmm. crap from anybody. And there were a bunch of them that had like a nest. Or so, I guess they had a nest in one of the trees near our front door. Yeah. So you'd walk out your front door, and they'd start yelling at you. Yeah. And if you got too close to the tree. They'll, they'll dive you. They'll dive at you. And we had a cat at the time that thought that this was just wonderful entertainment. And so the cat would go outside and just <laughs> – just taunt the birds. It was great. Oh, yeah. Anyway, one of the neighborhood cats killed one of these scrub jays, and I was pissed. Yeah. And I put a picture of it on, on Facebook, because that's what you do in the 21st century. You want to talk about a troll, Facebook. Oh, yeah. 
They've convinced it, us all. Neighborhood or what it was. Yeah, awesome. that one's even worse. But Facebook has convinced us all that you care about what's going on in my life. You never cared about it before. No. If you didn't know what I had for dinner yesterday or where I went yesterday, would your life change in any way, shape, or form? But somehow or another, Facebook has convinced us that if we don't post this, well, we're just not being, I don't know, neighborly? No, that would yeah. be neighborhoods. Nah, we're just not social. being just, You're antisocial. Yeah, antisocial, that's it. You're, <laughs> you're a sociopath. So, speaking of trolls. So, anyway, I put the picture of the dead bird on the, on the thing, and I was pissed. Because yeah. the neighborhood, I knew our cat didn't do it because our cat was inside. But anyway, and I was inundated instantaneously with, what are you doing? Don't you know about West Nile virus? Don't you know that you need to call the authorities? You need to call the government to have them come and scoop up this dead bird. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? You want me to go full on red alert? Call government authorities, and 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 nobody seemed to know which government authorities I should call. I should just call the government. Yeah, I have no idea who to call. I found a magpie, the Ghostbusters, and so uh, I basically just threw it away. We're ready to believe you. Anyway, I scooped up the dead bird with a shovel because I wasn't touching it with my hands. Not yeah. because of West Nile, but because I'm like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. I throw them up really easily. Yeah. <laughs> so things that gross me out. You have a low, a low. Oh uh, my God. Regurgitation threshold. This stupid cat used to kill mice and leave them <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> it would have been fine, except that for some reason she thought they had to be disemboweled. Sure. I don't know why. She couldn't just kill them and leave them there. She had to freaking prep the meal i guess for me i don't know because you know yeah. when cats do that they're saying i don't think you can take care of yourself here's a meal for you yeah <laughs> so i would have to go because my wife wouldn't touch it so i'd have to go out there and clean this up and i'd be throwing up all over the place and so then i'd have to wash <laughs> everything down and anyway i scooped up the bird and threw it away because i didn't think anything of it and then the west nile virus trolls started in with that yeah you're not taking this seriously dave you're right but neither are you you're not taking West Nile virus seriously. You're more worried about the Ebola, which is a continent and an ocean away, mm -hmm. than you are about the disease that's actually here. But you're yelling at the president for this, and, you know, Sean Hannity's yeah. doing his thing. And anyway, so the whole long story short was I got involved with this birds aren't real thing. Yeah. Because I'm fascinated by people who are insane. And I don't mean people who are mentally ill that that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about people yeah. that have crazy my mother my mother a a saint of a woman mm -hmm. believes she has told me this with her own lips i have heard this from her own lips she believes that all sporting events football games soccer games um did we talk about the fact that we tied last week no no, we didn't. we didn't come back to that. Anyway, she believes that all sporting events, basketball, football, hockey, everything is pre-scripted. Now. Well, in certain sporting events, you could make that right, case. Right. <laughs> Those are entertainment, not sports. Yes. But now, even if you actually believed that, why would you believe that? I mean, 
the, the football game Thursday night, I guess there was mm-hmm. some questionable officiating yeah. and Twitter and my social media feed were full of people complaining about how the refs, the refs are on Pittsburgh's side. Clearly the refs are cheating in favor. Of, clearly the refs have thrown this game for Pittsburgh. Said every losing team. Right. Now Pittsburgh ended up losing the game, so they kind of shut up. But yeah. there are people up here who are still complaining about Super Bowl 35, Pittsburgh and, and Seattle, which was infamous for some bad yeah. officiating. And there are people, you can walk down the streets of Seattle here and find people that still believe that the league paid the officials to make sure that Pittsburgh won. Yeah. My mother believes that these sporting events are prescripted because dot, dot, dot. You want to take a crazy stab at why she believes this? I I have no idea. Was it the Immaculate Tuck? <laughs> no. She's not was, a Raider fan. No, that was, <laughs> that was not it. Nor was it the Denver Broncos losing to the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Hmm. And that still wasn't a catch, by the way. So does this also apply to like children's sporting yeah. events and yeah. stuff? They're all prescripted. Everything is prescripted because, and I quote, otherwise the announcers would not know what to say, unquote. <laughs> okay. Now, She's obviously never watched the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> now, my mother, no, she would not. My mother is not insane. My mother is not crazy. But I'm fascinated by people who think in those kinds of terms because everybody sure. has some crazy belief. Everybody has yeah. some crazy thing that they stick to. I'd ask you what yours is, but I didn't ask you in advance. And I know I could see by his big bug eyes at the moment. He's like, don't ask I'm me. Like, that. Don't ask me. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of what crazy thing. I'll have to ask my wife. She'll know. <laughs> for years. I mean, for literally years. I believed I even wrote a term paper on this in high school. That Roosevelt knew about the attack on Pearl Harbor and let it happen anyway. In fact, kind of helped the Japanese pull it off. I believe okay. that. I never asked myself any obvious, serious questions about it, but I believe that. Now, later in life, I've come to learn that that's not just crazy, that's insane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there are people who believe my introduction to talk radio was about this. The Kennedy assassination. Okay. You want to have some fun, bring up the Kennedy, John F. Kennedy assassination, Dealey Plaza and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll get, you'll get Trump Republicans that are, that'll go to Dealey Plaza and wait for John Kennedy Jr. Who's supposed to come back from the dead. I'm like, not making this up. They I, went I there. saw that and they, they were waiting again in another location, weren't they right. recently? I, WTF. Last I saw <laughs> they were at Dealey Plaza and- you talk about some insane conspiracy yeah. ideas and things like that. Anyway, and and even my partner on the Subvets podcast, Eric, and 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 I don't mean this in a mean way. He's got some crazy ideas. He's got some mm-hmm. things that are really out there, and I don't know why. I just laugh at it. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Because that's what you do, right? Because I'm never yeah. sure. Is he trolling me or does he really believe this? And I can't tell, which is great. That's yeah. that's the perfectly executed mm-hmm. troll. The art of the troll, yeah. If you can't tell, if you're not sure, well, okay, yeah. then I guess I'll roll with it, right? Yeah. Well, circling back to the birds aren't real, though, that article I had sent this week, I actually pointed out that it was designed as a troll. 
Yes. It's, it is a troll. But you couldn't tell. And see, that's where I was going with it. And eventually yeah. you get to the point where they admit that it's a troll. And they, but even in the troll, Rod. Yeah. The article, and I'm assuming you read the article. I did. The article is about they decided to do this troll, Birds Aren't Real, and convince you that these people are wackadoodle. Because, quote, the internet wasn't, was, was already full of wackadoodle theories. <laughs> and they just wanted to show how wackadoodle you could, you could be on the internet and I assume make money, which is, of course, my number one pet theory, which is <laughs> if you're on the radio, just be crazy. You can get money. Yeah. And I'm wondering how much money these people made. Because this thing was everywhere. I mean, it was are, up are here. they are they marketing necklaces that'll they stop were. the they birds had a store. from? You could buy stuff. Birds aren't yeah. real. Anyway, turns out the birds aren't real thing was a masterly executed troll, except that they stopped because they wanted to make some ridiculous Gen X point about see we've proven to you that you could be trolled as if we didn't know that. Yeah. But now but their store's still open, right? They're still selling us. <laughs> but now we've been lectured by them saying, see, we got you with our big troll. Birds aren't real. And you fell for it. Ha 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 on you. We're just trying to teach you that you could fall for anything. Stupid. Folks, I'm a boomer. Damn. I've watched people fall for stupid crap. My entire I was there when people were buying pet rocks. Yeah. My parents bought a pet rock. My parents did, too. They bought me one. That's a troll. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I was there for disco. Disco was. That was a troll. People. Chia trying pets. To tell me, Chia Chia pets. Oh, my God. You can still buy those. You can still buy them. <laughs> hey, what a great gift. I did. Those are the commercials I love this time of year. What a Ch great Ch gift. Chia. That makes a great gift. Your birds aren't real thing was absolutely funny. Yeah. Until you decided to tell me that, well, we weren't trying to be funny. We were trying to make a point, which yeah. was the, the what, 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 you know, what was yeah. their point? It is a parody social movement with a purpose. In a post-truth world dominated by online conspiracy theories, young people have coalesced around an effort to thumb their noses at fight and poke fun at misinformation. It's Gen Z's attempt to upend the rabbit hole with absurdism. You know what? I have a conspiracy theory about that. Do you? Let's hear it. Yeah. They, they were doing this because to prevent people from believing other wackadoodle things, you just create one that you know isn't real so they'll believe yours. And that way you get some lunatics only believing something that really couldn't hurt anybody. But isn't that the problem with these things, though? I mean, when, once you start believing one of them, yeah, Roosevelt knew about the attack. Then you start believing the other ones. The CIA assassinated Kennedy. The January 6th insurrection. Right. <laughs> the 9-11 theories. Yeah. I mean, w once you believe one, you start believing them all is, is the way it seems to roll. So surely these Gen Zers knew that. So what's out there that's that's an absurd troll that they want us to believe? See, that's the part to see. This mm -hmm. is where I got. What is it that they're trying to distract me from that they don't want me to notice because they want me to buy into this whole birds? Uh, it's the bugs that aren't real, Dave. It's the bugs. They make see, those that's tiny already been done by bugs. Dark Mirror, right? <laughs> yeah. Didn't they do a whole episode about that where the bees so, were, were anthropomorphic like or something yeah. and yeah. murdered half of England? Yeah, they did. I'm telling yeah. you. 
That's and a great I, show. I need to watch that again. Then <laughs> and I read Popular Science, so I know that there are you know the robots and mm-hmm. the, the greatest one of the greatest movies ever made, the fifth the fifth element. They got those little mechanical roaches that spy on people and stuff. Yeah. So that's got to be real because they wouldn't put that in a movie if it wasn't real, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gen Z's attempt to thumb their nose at me. Yeah. That's funny. Dude, I knew it was a troll from the word go because how do I put this? Um, I'm smarter than you. Yeah. I knew birds were real. For one thing, the Bible, you know, it's what says, it says in, the, in Bereshit. It says right there in the beginning, God, and it talks about him making birds. And I'm a person of faith, so I believe that God made birds. I don't believe that he put the stars in situ, nor do I believe that he buried <laughs> dinosaur bones because that would be stupid, right? So, yeah. I, you know, birds are real, but it, it was a great, it was a great troll. It was going really well, I thought. I don't Until I, they came what, out and. Right. I, that's what I don't understand. Why, why come out and do this? I don't know. Claire Cronus, 22. It's a great way to combat troubles in the world that you don't really have other ways of combating. My favorite way to describe the organization, birds aren't real, is fighting lunacy with lunacy. Um, That doesn't make any sense, though. Which is the whole point. None of this makes any sense. Yeah. Anyway. The disappointing thing of the day is birds aren't real. Turns out that to actually be, it's not crazy people who actually believe that birds aren't real. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It actually is a bunch of snot nosed kids who think they know better than you are. We should counter that with birds are real. We'll see. It wouldn't work now. There is a dinosaurs against Christian site and dinosaurs against Christian sites, which is, which is awesome. But dinosaurs against christians yeah instead of christians okay. against dinosaurs <laughs> okay see so, yeah, you that, learn something that, new every day see that's how you fight a troll i mean yeah. you, you counter the troll but but i, I don't I don't, i'm not even sure you need to fight a troll sometimes you just got to roll with it yeah. sometimes you got to let people have their crazy ideas and you just look at them and go okay mm, well, sometimes i just want to push the uh, flat earthers off the edge <laughs> If there were any. See, I'm convinced that there are no flat earthers. I'm, I'm convinced that everybody who says, I'm a flat earther, is lying. With the exception of the one guy that strapped himself into a steam rocket and launched himself into the earth. That that guy, okay, I'll buy that guy was a true believer <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. He may not have been, because we don't know. We don't know what the last thing to go through his mind was. Well, actually, we do. It was the ground. Yeah, we, but, we do. <laughs> but at the same time, you know. Maybe he changed his mind when he was at the apex of his flight. Who knows? Yep. That's what happened to evil. Can evil, right? In his yeah, steam rocket. Like that, Remember that? Because that was a big deal. He was going to jump over the Snake River Canyon in a <sighs> steam-powered rocket. What year was that? I was young. 70. I don't know. There was a toy. I mean, you, you yeah, can go out I, and buy the Evil Knievel rocket. I, I had Evil Knievel toys. Right. We all did. Yep. Talking, Speaking about a classic troll, I mean... Anyway, the point of all this is that birds aren't real is now a troll. And now apparently the thing to do with a troll is to admit that it was a troll and then somehow or another make the people who bought into your your absurd lunacy feel bad about themselves. That seems to be the approach, right? Could they get their money back on any merchandise they, they bought? I don't think so. 
But then again, I don't know, because I didn't buy any. Hmm. Should have, but it didn't. I wanted to, but I just couldn't bring myself to believe it. Just couldn't, just couldn't go over that edge yet. <laughs> but I wanted to. And then how would I feel today? Some Jim Zier in my internet throat, internet face going, hee, 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 uh, got you. I'm thinking these people may have spent too much time in the Disney Tiki Room. Yeah, I'm thinking they spent time in a Tiki Room, but I'm not sure it was the Disney one. <laughs> Hey, this is Whitey. And this is Hank. And you can listen to our podcast, Two Pint Talk, on all your favorite podcast sources. So come check it out where we talk about two beers and And everything stuff. (laughs) Listen to Two Pint Talk on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's me, Rabbi Dan. And I am Friar Rod. And a terrible thing has happened this year, Rod. Uh-oh. My wife has started watching Hallmark movies. Oh, Yeah, that, that channel's been on frequently now in our house, too. Well, you're, you're, it was on all year for you, right? I mean, last, year we, were talking, on, yeah. last year we were talking about this, and, and, and we got into, uh, what was that movie? USS Christmas. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. And how terrible that movie was. And yeah. So I thought this year we should probably... For our significant others, excuse me, we should probably review the the Hallmark list, listings for this year. Did you know that they did like 41 new Hallmark movies for this holiday season? I'm not surprised. That's insane. Is there that big of a market for this? I have to say there, there is. Yeah, yeah, there is. I, I do have to say that they're rather wholesome than some of the crap that's on tv but at the same time it's they're so formulaic they're not just formulaic they're they are so formulaic that the mockery of the formula has mm-hmm. become standard operational procedure now they are so formulaic that feminists are now taking to twitter rod okay. and tweeting I, i'm not making this up i saw one yesterday tweeting about how I watched a Hallmark movie backwards, and it was all about how a woman gave up on a go-nowhere relationship out in the country and moved back to the big city where she lives happily ever after in an expensive apartment <laughs> and wears pencil skirts every day and, and nice shoes. <laughs> anyway, so they have a bunch of new offerings. I thought we would go through some of them because it is, uh, it is the final show of the year. And they started these holiday movies back in October. Yeah. Which I think is, you should be sued for that. But so here we go. Uh, number one, You, Me, and the Christmas Tree premiered October 22nd, starring Danica McKellar, Benjamin Ayers, and Jason Harvin. Harvey. Don't know who any of those people are. Nope. I've probably seen them multiple times as I walk through the right. family room. Because it's like, it's like Skinamax used to be. You remember Skin? You probably don't because you you're one of those people. Skinamax used to have you know softcore porn. Some of it okay. starring Bill Maher. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, yeah, it, I would have been. But it was forever, always the same people. It was like the same changed if I had seen him right. in that. It was all the same ten people. You know, <laughs> it was the same formula, right? Yeah. It was, but it was the same anyway. You didn't need to know that. Olivia 
is Connecticut's resident experts on evergreens. And she agrees to help Jack, a fourth-generation Christmas tree farmer, after a mysterious illness strikes their furs. <gasps> F-I-R-S. As Olivia tries to get to the <laughs> root of the problem and extends her stay in town, guess what happens? Love ensues. A romance, a budding romance develops between them. But then it gets on the rocks, right? I don't know. It doesn't say and that. And then at the very end, they get back together. Number two, Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Premieres Saturday, October 23rd. So you've, you've probably already caught this one. This one starring Catherine Hannah Kim, Raymond Abeck, and Paul Sun Hung Lee. Hmm. Don't know him. With the holidays on the way, marketing exec Lauren is visited by the ghosts of four ex-boyfriends who make her realize the true meaning of the season. Oh, that is hilarious. I don't think I've seen that one. I would remember that one. Yeah, that's one that I might actually want to tune into. Should look that on. Number three, Christmas in my heart. Concert violinist Beth, played by Heather Hemmons is hired to tutor the daughter of a reclusive country star, Sean, played by Luke McFarlane, but learns that he's really the one who needs to learn about music and matters of the heart. I think I did see that one. Okay, parts of it. Here's another music one. Christmas in Harmony. Harmony, played by Ashley Murray. I did see this one. Finds herself performing for the Harmony Chorus a show directed by her ex-boyfriend. Will their musical bond rekindle the flame over the holidays? And having seen this one, Spoiler. Ryan, I must ask. Spoilers. Yes, I want spoilers. <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, well, they, they, they do. Does it rekindle over the holidays? It does. So what's the what's the driving force behind it? Is it, the, is it the beauty of the music? Is it that she watches him being in charge of the show and realizes that she loves a strong, virile man? Or what? It's the harmony that they just click and sing together. And well, there you go. Yeah. Coyote Creek Christmas, a Christmas around the world, gives two people returning to their hometown the greatest gift of all: a shot at love. I thought the greatest gift was a shot of COVID vaccination. Yeah, really? No, I'm the, serious. There's the, ads that run on, hmm, what, well, I think it was Bill's show. If you listen on iHeartRadio, before his, before his hour, they'll run a shot about the, the greatest gift of all. Give your, give your children the greatest the gift they really want for Christmas, a COVID vaccination. So I get different ads than you do. Of course. Because I get, I get local ones. Right. These come from... The Washington Department. I should record them and send them to you guys because they're hysterical. <laughs> mommy, mommy, I want my shot. Said no child ever. No. Let's see. The Christmas Promise. This one stars Tori DeVito, Dylan Bryce, and Patrick Duffy. Now, that's a name I sort of recognize. Where do I know that name from? Patrick Duffy. Didn't he play um, Hulk or something? No, 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 no. Um, Someone named Grayston Holt, which is a fake name. You know that name's made up. Yeah. Nicole has just He was just in Dallas. Lost... Patrick Duffy was oh, in Dallas. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. See? Nicole has just lost the love of her life 
Patrick Duffy, who was murdered in Dallas. No, that was another character, I'm sure. That was. And is now faced with an impossible task, renovating the home that was meant for her and her late fiancé. Mm. The Christmas problems. So your, your fiancé is dead, huh? Well... Yeah, come over here and cry on my shoulder. What's what's the line from Silverado? Jeez, Peyton, your old man ain't even cold yet. <laughs> Christmas sale, S A I L, not L E, which would make more sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Liz, played by Katie Sackhoff. Now that's a name I know. Yep. Where do I know that from? She, she was Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Right. Yeah, yeah, she's done a lot of different things. She was also in The Mandalorian. She returns home to, for Christmas to care for her estranged father, but is determined to make the most of it for her daughter. I don't know where that goes. That See, sometimes they just don't give you enough information here. No. It ends G- in love. Of yeah, course I mean, it does. <laughs> Gingerbread Miracle. Two friends from high school reunite to sell his uncle's Mexican bakery, known for its famous gingerbread cookies. Now, this is something that I did. I read an article back late summer about how Hallmark was trying to become more diverse. Mm-hmm. That there were just too many white people in these, in these Christmas stories that they were telling. Well, that and they locked up Lori Laughlin, right? And so right, she couldn't. Right. <laughs> they, they even sort of did a Hanukkah one. Which, oh, really? Which was funny because, you know, all the... It, it, was, it was sort of about Hanukkah in the, in, the, in the sense that there was a menorah in it. But beyond that, it was... <laughs> Anyway, the Mexican bakery was known for its famous gingerbread cookies, which Grant wishes. Don't eat me. Oh, no, Mr. Bill. Please don't eat me. I'll grant you a wish. Oh, I love Shrek. Give me three wishes or else. Anyway, they all end up wondering what they're really wishing for, which is horrible grammar. Should be they end up wondering what for what they are really wishing. Yeah. Way to go, Hallmark. All right. Number 10. Next stop Christmas on her train ride home from Christmas. Angie, played by Lindsay Finesca. Finseca? I don't know. Wonders what life would be if she'd stayed with her ex-boyfriend, a now famous sportscaster. Upon arrival, she finds herself at Christmas 10 years in the past and still with her dream guy. And I'm embarrassed to say that I actually did see 15 minutes of this. Okay. Towards the end of it. Um, Debbie, see, what if he was Brockmire? See, that would have been, see, I would have watched that. I would have watched Brockmire doing this. (laughs) That would have been great. Your your mom could have watched that and realized that they don't don't script everything. (laughs) Let's see. Debbie McComber's A Mrs. Christmas Miracle. A struggling family receives a visit from Mrs. Miracle, who is determined to give them a Christmas to remember. Have you had enough of this yet? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. I told you they were trying to be more diverse. Mm-hmm. So we get a holiday in Harlem. When her grandmother, Mama Bell, expects her to show up for Christmas, jet-setting executive Jasmine can't say no. But when Mama Bell is injured, Jasmine decides to stay a little longer in Harlem, reconnects with an old friend Caleb in the process. Yeah, I wonder how that one ends. <laughs> But for me, they leave Harlem, right? Because you know, anyway, 
But for me, I think the one that really caught my attention that I thought, well, maybe I should watch this one. You ready? I'm ready. The Santa Stakeout. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. All right. Before I, even, before I even read you the synopsis, what do you think this is about? Assuming you haven't seen it, because I, I know you watch Hallmark movies incessantly. Uh, but I, I haven't seen it, but I, I will say that I did look it up on the uh, IMDb. Well, there you go. So I, I know. It's, this one stars yeah. Tamara Maury Housley mm-hmm. and Paul Campbell as Tanya and Paul. And they're police detectives with wildly different approaches to pretty much everything. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Yeah. Wasn't that lethal weapon? Yes. <laughs> Every buddy cop movie that there's ever been. <laughs> Tango and Cash. Yeah. Which when I first saw it was just an absolute, that movie sucked. But now that I'm 40 years on, I'm like, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad, which scares me. <laughs> Red Heat. Every buddy cop movie you have starts with two police de- police officers, police detectives, with wildly different approaches to pretty much everything. They are yeah. reluctantly partnered on a ca- case involving a rash of robberies. This is this is uh, this is your partner. Yeah, You're stuck with him. Go get him. Anyway, they're they're investigating robberies that take place during a high profile holiday parties around town. So there's some big parties. The crooks know that. They go break into people's houses while they know that they're at the party. Mm-hmm. And these wildly different cops are tasked with solving this. Which they don't seem to realize is a way to say to them, we don't want you guys at the parties. Yeah. Go work. <laughs> the pair go undercover as... da 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 newlyweds there you go and move into the empty house next to the key person of interest who just so happens to be in charge of the communities or the community's big christmas committees parties oh before you can say matching christmas sweaters tanya and ryan are seeing each other in a different light as they get caught up in the local celebrations of course but will they also catch whoever has been grinching everyone's gifts, which is a great verb? <laughs> grinching. <laughs> I am so going to steal that verb. Oh, yeah. Why are you grinching my mellow, man? <laughs> Stop grinching that bow. Stop grinching that. <laughs> anyway, they uh, they wouldn't spill the, the story. They wouldn't spill the, uh, the end results. But I think we all know yeah. that not only are they going to catch the bad guy or gal, as the case may be, but in the process of doing so, they are going to fall madly in love. But when they're separated because they're no longer partners on the case, then they're going to be you know, questioning and all that stuff. And they're going to wonder what's going on. And then they'll get back together at the very end. Well, see, that's the next movie. So that's next year's movie. About how they had to break up as partners because because their relationship was just too intense and it was interfering with their work. So yeah. they decided to go separate ways. And now one of them will come back from the big city where they've become a cop, you know, in New York or something, Harlem. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll come back home and go, hmm, I wonder if maybe this should be different. <laughs> will there be a holiday crime spree that will bring us back together once again? It's Hanukkah next year. 
me still be a menorah. This is Bill Mick from Bill Mick Live on WMMB in Melbourne, Florida. Hope you're enjoying listening to my buddy Dave or my buddies Dave and Rod either way. Always good to hear them and you can join me as well. I'm on Eastern Time, 6 to 9 a.m. every day at BillMick.com. Hit the Listen Live link and you can pick up the podcast there as well. Morning conversation about the Space Coast, Florida, and the country. We do it every day. Bill Mick Live on WMMB. Now get back to Dave or Dave and Rod. Welcome back. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And it's time, the greatest time of the show. Yeah. As if this this whole episode's sort of been a kind of WTF, but... Yeah. And hopefully you've been saying to yourself, hey, this show is so great, why haven't I been listening all year? Which you can. You can go back because all the, they're all there on our page, mm-hmm. whatthefraught.org, or uh, on our Facebook page. Yep. You can go back and you can listen to all the shows, all the way back to the very beginning. Yeah, and we talked about goalyards and and um, how this Rosamond, show came to be. Rosamond Pike, mm-hmm. who once upon a time was the show babe. She was, yeah. I'm not so sure she is anymore because mm-hmm. she's kind of since she, she <laughs> man that dress she wore to whatever that award show was. Ever oh. since then, she's just been weird. Yeah. Now she's in a new show, Wheels of Time. The, the Wheels of I'm Time. Watching now, it. are you watching it? I am because I've read the books. So see, I tried to read the books. I have the books. Oh my gosh! I have all of them in hardback. I have all of them. Yeah, I was three pages into the first book and I went. That guy, the guy, lost. Writes so many words. It it takes a while to to get into them. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should watch the show, but then, but then it stars Rosamund Pike, and I'm not sure I can take that. She's you know she's in a dress. She looks good. You know. But, Does uh, she look as good it, as she did in the Liberté, the uh, very first uh, I don't episode so. of What the Frock? Okay, because remember she was naked in that one. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Any, okay, so all the way back to the beginning, you could have been watching the show, but the whole show is built around this WTF phrase, "What the Frock," which is where we ask ourselves a question and we come up with the just the what the stories that make us say WTF. Yeah. WTF. Which could also stand for, well, <laughs> what the bleep? The Washington team football. <laughs> Washington team football. I still think they should have done that. They could have sold so much merchandise. You don't think Washington football team? Wooft, I, a good friend of mine calls them the Woofskins, which I think is hysterical. That's what they should go with, Woofskins. Yeah. Because nobody knows what it means. No. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows. All right, man. Start. Tell me your WTF. Okay. So, you know, there's with all this COVID lockdown and everything that's going on and, you know, there's a whole new industry that seems to have come up that I'm thinking, wow, why didn't I think of something like this? Where where people that want to get away and get away from it all are paying companies to plan their vacations for them and not tell them a thing and then drop them off where they're going to end up being. There's, there's one is, you know, get lost, uh, get basically they drop you off survivor type 
they drop you off in the middle of nowhere and they do have a professional that kind of tracks you and they do give you a little bit of training, but you don't know where you're going. And these people pay like 13 grand for the experience of being remotely dropped off somewhere in a country that they've never been to. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so the article that, that I'm reading is basically uh it's this. Some people are actually paying to get lost on vacation and there's multiple companies that are doing this. So uh, let's see. Let's find the quote that I wanted to. Yeah. Over the 18 months, this woman saved up for a 10 day trip to Morocco which she said only cost roughly 13 grand. It's like, Oh my gosh, really to get lost. You know what? I'll drive you somewhere in the middle of nowhere and drop you off for 13 grand. I have questions. Sure. Only 13 grand to go to Morocco. Uh, Apparently for her trip. Wow. So, there used to be companies that would kidnap you. Remember this? Yeah, it's sort of like that. They would they would physically kidnap you. You'd pay them, and then they would kidnap you. And I guess mm-hmm. they'd send random notes. And it was supposed to be really exciting. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? Uh, I, that I don't know. There's a weird side of me that's hoping that it ended with them accidentally killing one of their clients, <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't know that for a fact. So no, it would make sense. There's companies blacktomato.com. There's packupandgo.com. Mystery a magical mystery tours. Tomato.com? I that I don't know, but literally, there's multiple companies that are out there that you pay them money, and they will drop you off somewhere. Not all who wander are lost. You know that. True. I used to do that. When I was much younger, I would just go places. I had a 1980 Volkswagen Scirocco sports Mm -hmm. car. And I would go places in that car that were never intended for sports cars. (laughs) Intended for four-wheel drive cars. I was in Montana just driving. I mean, I... I can tell you that the closest town to where I was was a place called St. Xavier, Montana. If you want to look it up on a map. It's in the southeastern corner of Montana near near the Bighorn National Park or National Recreation Area, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was out in the middle of nowhere. And kids, follow me now. This was before GPS. We didn't yes. have cell phones. We didn't have any of that stuff. You had, you had to get a map from a gas station or something. Right. And I have no idea where I was. I've never been able to refind it. I pulled up to this intersection, this four-way Country road intersection. And on the corner, one corner was sitting a blue pickup. One of these old blue pickup beat the sh- not. Mm-hmm. Almost said a bad word. Sorry. Um, pickup truck. And on the tailgate was sitting what was obviously a Crow Indian guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I was in the middle of the Crow Reservation, so it yeah. made sense. Anyway, I rolled up to him and rolled the window down and said, hey, man, how you doing? What's the fastest way back to the interstate? And he looked at me and said, Interstate? <laughs> I have successfully managed to lose myself. There you go. And then later I thought, I wonder if there's like drug dealers or something out here that want to keep their privacy in it. Peyote man, books peyote. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> On Thursday of this week, H- anyway, that makes me say WTF. Yeah. Sorry. On Thursday, HBO Max released the first episode of the new dun, 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 Sex and the City series. Oh. <laughs> now, 
assuming based on the statistics that most of the people listening to this show are males between the ages of 30 and 60. Yeah, I think 2% are, of our right. listening audience is female. And the rest of us, you may be saying to yourself, sex in the city is still a thing. You are literally talking, listening to one of the guys that actually went to the theater and sat through Sex in the City 2. Oh. Took one for the team. I don't know which one was worse, Bridesmaids or Sex in the City 2. I have no idea. Both of them made me want to <laughs> harm myself. <laughs> Physically harm myself. I wanted to beat my head with a brick because... This was just nonsense. It was, it was, it was, it was worse than nonsense. It was people taking this serious. Not this was birds aren't real mm -hmm. in the form of a TV show that was turned into a three-hour freaking movie. It was bad, but I did it. You know why I did it? You love your wife. I love my wife, and I wanted her to be happy. Because as they say, happy wife, happy life. So I went and saw it. And then I made the mistake of griping about it on social media because that's what you do. And Yeah. <laughs> so there went all those you know, brownie points. Right. right. <laughs> so for some reason, HBO Max has decided to bring back Sex in the City. I don't know why. I don't know what they think they're going to get out of this other than money. But was this the retirement you know, center scenario where all the older they're all older women now and. I retired uh, I don't know. I know that Kim not yeah, Kim Cattrall's not in it. Which even if I was going to watch it, Sans Kim Kim Cattrall, I'm not watching it. Yeah. She was the only thing even remotely interesting in that show to me. Yeah. Kim Cattrall has always been an interest to me, going all the way back to Mannequin. Is that her first movie? I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up now. She was in Mannequin, she was in a movie called Masquerade, Star Trek. I mean she was in anyway, I liked her. Uh, she it, was in Porky's, wasn't she? Porky's. That's right. She was in Porky's. <laughs> Forgot about that one. The episode that they released on Thursday is entitled, quote, Hello, It's Me. And it reunites characters from the original series, including Carrie Bradshaw, Brenda Hobbs, and Charlotte York Goldenblatt. In addition, see, I didn't know this part. The show's real star, Mr. Big, played by Chris North, mm -hmm. makes his long-awaited return. Now, as I understand it, and again, I'm probably getting this wrong because Sex and the City not my big thing, but Mr. Big is Carrie's hallmark movie, right? Mm-hmm. The guy she keeps going back to, and then they break up, and then she goes back, and then he's coming back. And is, is Mr. Big going to to do all the, you know, is he going to ring my bell, whatever. And you could make this whole series of Hallmark movies about Carrie and Mr. Big mm -hmm. losing and finding each other. Anyway, he makes his long-awaited return. This is great news, right? Positive news? Yeah. On Thursday, December 9th, 2021, in the show, Mr. Big suffers a fatal heart attack while riding his Peloton bike and dies. <laughs> there's good publicity. <laughs> because there's not enough deaths on Peloton equipment. Now, <laughs> you might be saying to yourself, okay, does this make a good episode of Sex in the City? Who's... 
who's enjoying this, whatever. You might even be asking yourself, because this is the first question I had, was why would they make a point of saying he was on a Peloton bike? Couldn't they just say he was on an exercise bike? I mean, did Peloton sponsor the show? Probably sold, you know, advertising If they rights. did, they're probably regretting it. <laughs> they should have asked for a copy of the script. Because Mr. Big is dead after suffering a fatal heart attack, which is not funny, while riding his Peloton bike. And according to CNBC, Peloton's stock price fell 5.5% after the episode aired. Oh, my gosh. To stop the steep fall, Peloton was forced to issue a statement. Quote, I'm sure SATC fans like me are saddened by the news that Mr. Big dies of a heart attack, said Susan, Dr. Susan Steinbaum, a preventive cardiologist and member of Peloton's Health and Wellness Advisory Committee. Because they have one. She goes on. Mr. Big lived what we would call an extravagant lifestyle, including cocktails, cigars, big steaks, and crazy, you know, women. And was at serious risk as he had had a previous cardiac event in season six. These lifestyle choices and perhaps his family history, which is often a significant factor, were likely the cause of his death. <laughs> Riding his Peloton bike may have helped delay his cardiac oh, events. Of course. Of course. <laughs> the good news is Peloton bikes help you track your heart rate while you ride so that you can do it safely. So they would know the exact moment you had your heart attack. <laughs> w... T-F. She was. She was in Police Academy. Yeah. Kim Control. I was uh, speaking of people passing away, although not on a Peloton bike this week. Mike Mike Naismith passed away this week. That's sad news. I mean, that's. I I, I know back in the day we didn't take the monkeys very seriously because they were. They were obviously a TV invention to combat the British invasion. But, you know, you know, the thing about the monkeys was the Beatles seemed to like them. They, yeah. they would hang around with the Beatles. In fact, they wrote several songs about partying with the Beatles and, and like them. The Beatles seemed to like them. So at that point, you have to say, well, they're, they're not, uh, you can't say the monkeys aren't real. Mm-mm. You have to say the monkeys are, uh, see see what I did there? Yeah. It's a call back to earlier in the show for this yeah, keeping up. The monkeys anyway, aren't real. They uh, they turned out to be, they turned and they, they all learned when they started, they didn't play instruments. But by the time they were done, they did. Yeah, they were writing their own music, and some of that music is really bad. Some of that music is just crap, but but some of it's really good. And a lot of those songs, a lot of their earlier songs, I don't know if you knew this or not, written by Mister Neil Diamond. Yeah, I'm a believer. More than that, I'm looking at him right now. 
Yeah. So anyway, he uh, he passed away. Isn't he the one that one of them is like fabulously wealthy? And I'm thinking it was Naismith. Didn't his mother invent whiteout? Uh, you know, I think you might be right. Or was that was that Mickey? Might have been. Might have been Mickey Dolan's. One of the two of them is fabulously wealthy because her his mother invented whiteout, which for me is an important thing because you know you know what whiteout is right kids. Yeah, we used to have these typewriter <laughs> things. You would type on it, and if you made a mistake, you couldn't just back it up and and go. You had to get this like paint stuff, and it had this certain consistency to it that wouldn't it wouldn't soak through the paper, and you would paint over the letter that you screwed up, and you'd back up the typewriter, and this became very big in the in the in the Navy in the eighties, especially aboard USS Michigan, because and I'm not making this up. This is a true story. The commanding officer of USS Michigan. One Captain Frank Mark Conway the third mm-hmm. liked the forward ladder, the 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 stairway that we would go up in the forward compartment. Had this little uh, underneath the steps was this back backing to it, mm-hmm. so that if water hit it, it would roll down. Blah blah because it was below the hatch. Sure, right. He wanted that white, but white paint is an atmospheric contaminant, so you can't take white paint on the ship. White out, which is necessary for all the typing that we did mm-hmm. back in those days, is not an atmosphere contaminant. But and you can you get order, high on that, right? If you order <laughs> enough white out, you can paint that forward ladder white and not use white paint. Oh. <laughs> Bet Nesmith Graham invented liquid paper. There you go. That's the one. So he was he was pretty wealthy. Anyway, he was like 78, right? Yeah. He was old. Because the Beatles, the monkeys are old. Davy Jones passed away a few. So who's left? Peter Tork and or I don't know if Tork passed away or not. Peter Tork and Mickey Dolans. Yeah, that's all that's left. Anyway, do Mike Nesmith. I loved your TV show. I really did. I thought the monkeys TV show was hysterical. But then was again, fun. I was I was eight. So <laughs> was, well, of course it was fun. Yeah, and there you I go. I was really young. We were all. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's going to put a wrap on the year twenty twenty one for us. I hope you had a uh, hope you had a good year. Yeah. I hope you had a good year. It's been a it's been a long year, but it's, it's been, been a good. long year. Not as long as last year. Last year, working from home. Yeah, Ugh. you're going to keep doing that for a while. Well, we're supposed to go back into the office and kind of telecommute only like three days a week in January, January third. Companies are starting to get snitty about this telecommuting thing now. They're starting to get like, why are we? Yeah. I saw an article this week about some CEO fired a bunch of people on Zoom. Yeah. And and one of the things he said was, you people are getting paid for seven hours a day, but you're only working two hours a day. I'm like, <laughs> well, how would you know? I mean, yeah. you're not there, right? Anyway, yeah. fired 900 people via Zoom meeting. And then took a leave because of the blowback. Right. Like <laughs> anyway, maybe maybe may twenty twenty two be a damn sight better than the last one. Yeah. It's the line from MASH, right? You don't remember that either, I know. Nope, I don't. I never, I never watched MASH. My parents never watched it. I watched it when it was on. My sister was a huge fan of MASH. We watched it when it was on. I actually watched an episode of MASH being filmed. I went to the set and saw an episode being filmed. Hmm. And what I've realized in later years is that MASH A does not hold up. It's not funny. It, if it wasn't for the laugh track, you might not even know when to laugh Yeah, sometimes. And that's the worst thing they did. They, if they could re-release that without the laugh track, it would be better. 
Well, it's socially inappropriate now, I believe. Yep. Yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> anyway, we're done for the year. Yep. Have a have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we will see you. On the flip side. On the flip side, I think it's the second Sunday in January because the kids don't go back to school till January 4th. All right. So I'm going to be pulling my hair out at that point. So I think it's the second Sunday in January. We'll be back for a brand new episode of What the Frock. In the meantime, however, you can still get a hold of us. Yeah. Just go to our website, whatthefrock.org. You can email us, WTF at whatthefrock.org. You can comment on our Facebook page. Be sure now, to watch. Be sure to watch Die Hard, the Christmas movie. The Hanukkah movie. <laughs> and uh, now would be a great time during this interlude here to download all the shows going back almost two years. Yeah. And because before it was WTF, it was DNR. So you could download all of those shows and catch up on all the great stuff yeah. we've talked about for the last two years. Enjoy it and uh, make sure you share it with your friends. Yeah. Make sure, put it on in your car while you're driving because some, you know, t- on a date, right? When you're, when you're there you go. meeting up with some woman they haven't seen in 20 how, years. How to murder your, how to murder your wife. Your wife. Yeah. That'd be a great episode. <laughs> and on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. <laughs> and I am Friar Cook. And this has been <laughs> What the Frock? <laughs>